It is uh, a pleasure to worship with you uh, this morning. Welcome to Word of Life. Uh, we are so excited uh, that you are here. I have the special uh, privilege this morning uh, to be welcoming our guest uh, speaker. Although guest is probably um, not the most accurate word. Um, if you've been around uh, Word of Life uh, uh, this year at all, men's prayer or different events, or if you've come and visit us over at the New Prague campus, then you have certainly met uh, Mike and Dolores Kittleson. Um, maybe uh, you just know that name too because you've been praying for them and their ministry for a long time. Mike and Dolores, before they moved to New Prague to be a part of Word of Life and what we have going on here, uh, spent the last 35 years as missionaries uh, over in the, on the island of Taiwan. Um, serving uh, the Hakka population there and, and their neighbors and, and all sorts of uh, folks over there. And before that, um, pastored in Ohio and, and just a real legacy of what God has done through the ministry of the Kittlesons. Um, so I'm so privileged to, uh, to welcome uh, Pastor Mike up to uh, speak and to share God's word with us today. Before we do that, I would ask that you would uh, uh, bow your heads and pray with me. Uh, Father in heaven, we are so grateful for who you are. God, that you are, you are perfect. You are mighty. You are creator of the universe. And in one sense, you are a God that we should just tremble in your presence. And at the same time, you are the sacrificial lamb, the prince of peace, the one who paid it all so that we may not die, but we may live, that we may be called children of God. So God, we come this morning at your invitation to bring our baggage and our sins and our mess-ups and our worries and our fears and our anxieties to the foot of the cross that we may hear once again through your word that we are valued and loved and forgiven all because of you. God, I pray that you would speak through Pastor Mike this morning that it may be your words that we hear. Not only to impact our minds and our hearts, but God, to encourage our hands and our feet to share it with the masses. Lord, we lift up Pastor Mike to you. We pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Would you please give a round of applause and welcome Pastor Mike Kittleson. Well, I don't know where I, where is the crease? <laughs> because you've got this camera. Edge to edge, man. Oh, really? Oh, that's, that's dangerous. Uh, while I get my thing organized, uh, turn to the one in front of you or beside you and say, thanks for coming today. Dolores? Uh, thanks for coming today. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Malcolm, I, I have a generic uh, belt buckle on today, no uh, International Harvester belt buckle today. So that's for Malcolm back there. Uh, he always teases me about my belt buckle pretty bad. Uh, my, my wife's family, they're International Harvester people, and he's a John Deere person. So, uh, hey, uh, it's, it's really happy to be here with you this morning and the privilege of uh, sharing. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, we pray that uh, it will be a, a good day. And we'll all get what we need for this week of walking with the Lord. Um, if you have your Bible this morning, uh, I noticed uh, the, the lady in front of my wife, her Bible is a little beat up. That, that's a good sign, by the way. Uh, unless, uh, yeah, it's a good sign. If you have your Bible, open it up. If you, if you have a phone that you want to use, that's okay. I, I, I do fine with phones, but um, I'm getting old, so I have a real one. Um, and we're going to use, I don't know if she put it up there. If, if it shows up, it's a new international version because I can't find my English Standard Version one. It's in a box someplace in the house. So it's coming, but uh, we're going to use the new international version. Uh, Philippians chapter 3, we're going to look at verses 1 to 14 this morning. Philippians chapter 3, 1 to 14. Um, and we read in Jesus' name. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reason for such confidence." If anyone thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ." the righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you desire to use it to touch our lives. It is your word. It guides us, gives us wisdom. It gives us uh, your grace and your mercy. Touch us again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 
Okay, that's a bright one there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not nice to get old uh, uh, it, because you, you get all these good things like cataracts and then you get these stars and things. And uh, uh, you you, you got to figure out where, what, uh, what spot to put your things in. Um, and uh, in today's world where you don't have the pulpit like you used to because you could hide behind there, really nice. And now uh, all those good things. But anyway. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here and to look at this word. Um, the, the title is called Boasting in Christ or Brag on Jesus. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, my wife and I finished up our time in Taiwan. Uh, truly, uh, it, it was a long time, but the missions is, is a long time. Uh, just, just going and learning a language takes a lot of time and energy. So uh, you, you expect it when you go. Oh, we probably didn't expect 35 years. Uh, when we got there, uh, some were leaving at 25 or 29 years. I thought, oh, that's a long time. And then the, 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 the people that we replaced uh, were the Valders, and they had been there 35 years. I go, oh, 35 years. No, no way. And then, okay, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, so uh, don't, don't worry about it. You know, a pastor's a pastor for you know, many, many, many years, just in many locations. In, in overseas ministry, you, you, um, you, you just concentrate because you learn one or two languages. Uh, in fact, if you heard a different missions message where we've been thanking our churches that supported us, uh, we talked a lot about those different things. I didn't, I thought I'd go to Africa. I didn't want to go to Africa. I'd learn two languages. I didn't want to learn two languages. So I ended up in Taiwan and learned two languages. Uh, but now, now in Africa, they learn three languages. So uh, talk about that. That's fun. But if you want to hear some of these other things on another time, we can arrange to see our presentation and how it goes, uh, what we did and how we did it things like that. We'd be happy to do it in, in the church, in a home, in a group, any, any way you want. Uh, we are now, um, I suppose you call them resident missionaries at New Prague Campus. So uh, we're just really happy uh, that you have welcomed us into the Word of Life family, and someday we will become uh, f- official. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Phil, you know, just let you know that. Becoming <laughs> official, official people uh, sooner or later in Word of Life. Look at this. <clears throat> We were in Taiwan, and we were getting ready to leave. We were asked to speak in a lot of places. It was a good time to say goodbye and to thank others for ministry and partnership. All ministry is done in partnership, by the way. It isn't anybody, one individual. It's, it's all working together with others. My friend becomes your friend, and your friend becomes our friends, and our friends together, then then. We all share our stories and people come to Jesus. That's the whole thing about sharing, being with Jesus on the ministry road. The, that's, that's close enough to the title of the book, right? Okay, we're all together and we are all helping others and, uh, to come to Jesus. So that's what it was about. And we were going to say goodbye, but we really didn't want to talk about us. Uh, if you're out amongst people, uh, you, you can find there's two kinds of leaders. I've seen them and I wanted to be the, the let me see here, the, the, the First one, not the second one. Okay, the first one is the ones that talk about we, we. And whenever they talk about the we, it's always, it's like Ted Thompson was the one who started the trust fund that helps churches to get loans and things. Whenever he come to visit in Ohio, he said, well, we are, we are just so happy that we did this ministry together and, and shared and brought in money and helped this church and that we, everything was we. Everything. So the we idea is, just, you know, together it was possible that this happened. Together. Okay, that's, that's the we. And then there's the me, the me person. Um, the, the meaning, you know, it's really about what I have done. 
and how I did it and how, we did, how, how I was here and uh, what I created. And if it wasn't for me, this was not possible. Actually, in Ohio, I learned much later after we were in Taiwan, I came, we were back there speaking, and I was with the elder uh, uh, out uh, sharing, and he goes, uh, actually, you were our last hope when you came. I said, I'm glad you didn't tell me that. <laughs> you know, I was really happy because uh, they, had, they had just gone like this, and, and we were just happy to be part of that, 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 it, that it, uh, it, it strengthened and prepared for uh, Pastor Hegestead, and he has been there 35 years. So, uh, praise the Lord. But, you know, it's not me. It's not me. You, you see these people. The first I would see is a view of thankfulness for what happened. The second is more of pride and boasting, okay? If you get a group of people together and listen to their talk, you'll, you'll find out pretty quick if it's a we or the me, we or the me. Who is important in this? If it's just me or if it's everybody together? Um, do we see pride or humility? Pride is a dangerous thing. Uh, let me tell you, the pride problem is that you start to think that uh, what happened is happening and will happen is only dependent on me. No. First of all, we know that nothing happens except that God works in it, and He really works with all of us together. Let us boast in Christ. Uh, we don't toot our own horn. I use that because I'm a trumpet player, but I told him over on the other side, uh, don't expect me to play right away. I haven't played for a while. It's like when my mom told me you have to play at my funeral. So I just told her don't die soon because I'm really sounding bad. Okay? And she did cooperate, and I did play it um, in the cemetery, uh, and it came out okay. But we don't toot our own horn. Okay, it's not just an individual. If you're in a band, it's everybody together. In fact, when I was in choir in Ebenezer when I was younger, he'd, he'd often, Elf Soho would say, uh, my, Kittleson, quiet down a little bit. Kittleson, <laughs> I'd, I'd get a little too loud. You're blending. You're with everybody else in, in sharing and singing and doing the work. The gospel message or music is everybody together sharing the message of Jesus. And there is no place for boasting ever, ever. Um, it's so easy to brag about ourselves. In verses 1 to 6, if I distill it down to the idea of what he's dealing with, as missionaries, I'm always distilling down because you've got get the concept, get the idea, see if it works. Even with what we're dealing with, Greg Finke, it's just get the concept about it. Can you use it here? Can you use it there? It works. But it's, it's, the concept here is it's easy to brag about ourselves. Our world teaches us to know ourselves. Know yourself, know your gifts, know your abilities. You've you got to know. Do you like to play ball? What do you like? What? Dropping. <laughs> so sports? Okay, good, good. You have to speak louder. i got bad ears. Anyway, okay. So yeah, yeah, you know. Know what you do. Know what you like. Do it. And, and then when you do that kind of thing and you know your abilities and your behaviors, and then you'll know why people want you and, and why you're important. But then you see life becomes more like a do-it-yourself project. In Taiwan, we, the, the, you know, a lot of uh, Chinese going on, all of a sudden this English will flow out. Uh, DIY, DIY. Uh, and, and so do it yourself, do it yourself. Everything is contingent upon you and how well you do it. And then you boast about it. Now, spiritually, it becomes the same because what happens is you start to trust yourself. And you trust yourself to gain eternal life. When you talk about in the New Testament, the guy, that, the rich guy who came and he goes, what must I do to get eternal life? Do. 
Okay, he was thinking about that and do it. Um, there was a, a missionary, Pastor Werdahl, who was in Japan at one time, and he came through Taiwan, and he said, basically, there's just two kinds of religion. There's a lot of varieties in there, but basically two kinds. The one is uh, do it yourself. You have to change yourself. You have to correct yourself. You have to improve, and then you will prove to be acceptable into the next life, the next stage. Do it yourself. And the other area is you depend upon the mercy of a deity. We realize we can't make it on our own. We don't have the ability to make it on our own. And we need God, a God, to help us in that way. The goal is to be righteous. Uh, righteousness means to have a right relationship with God. Right relationship with God. It's when God looks at it like a guy. Okay, we're guys, right? Guys are cool. Guys are cool. We're good, right? We're good, right? Mm -hmm. That's all it takes. Women don't do that, by the way. Okay, they, they got to go through a whole bunch of mishmash to get beat. We're good. We're just, we're good. And God looks at us and says, we're good. We have a relationship. It's fine because of Jesus. Um, uh, but people, they want to feel good, good enough. And some, they're trusting in themselves and they, they go, I'm good enough. In fact, I'm better than some. In fact, I'm probably better than you. Unfortunately, in the world, some that have yet to come to Jesus have a better life than we, and that's to our embarrassment. But the idea is they want to be right with God. And they, they, they do it in such a way that they go, even God would agree with me that I'm okay. They've gotten to that point. And we brag about ourselves, and we speak about our, our good and our moral life and our behaviors and things like that. And it, and it can become a problem. Actually, it is a problem. In the early church here, we are reading here, they were talking about, I'm going to talk about this one more time. What's the problem? We got this circumcision issue. Well, it's a law issue. It's the idea that I need to do something extra to be pleasing to God. So I'm going to add that in. And they wanted to trust themselves and brag about themselves. Yes, they wanted the gospel, but they wanted to trust in themselves. They wanted both. Want a little, in Chinese would be, want a little face. You know, I'm not that pitiful that I just need to trust God. I'm, I can do it. And so Paul says, you know, I, I was once there. I, I spoke of those things. Well, these are the things I want to tell you one more time. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's not a duty, but I want you to know that it's all of Jesus. He didn't he didn't want others to add their good works into the gospel. They wanted to add it in somehow as if I need to have the gospel and add in a little bit to make it a little better, to make it more Jewish, to make it a, 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 a more complete. The free grace, but Old Testament rules to live by for confidence and perfection. and Just God will be more pleased. Uh, you know, you look at God and you think, you know, God, God you must really be happy with me. Because look how I am. Hmm. If you want to be a complete believer. Now, I, I think my, as I looked at this, I thought of two reasons why the leaders might have wanted to do it. One is um, we talk about the good stuff we feel important. How many of us like to feel important? I, I do. It's like, you, you see, I, I, yeah, thank you. I, I like this interaction. It's, it's really, really cool. Uh, in the Hakka Fellowship that we worked with, if I talked to them, they'd start talking to me. So that that was interesting at times. Okay, we like to feel good. We want to feel important, feel special. I'm special. See how good I am. Okay. The other part is, I think they, they like to use it as a method in trusting God for the free gospel with rules to tell God why he should love them more, why I should have this relationship. 
It's a type of pride. You see how good I am? See how good I am? God, you, you, will, you, you need to love me. Does it work? Not really. Not really. The Apostle Paul comes out and he said, I tried this way. I tried it. I trusted in myself. And if you compare yourself with my list, my resume, and you will see who is better, and, and I am better, just tell you right now. I was born a Jew. I was uh, not a convert. I was born a Jew. I was circumcised on the correct day, the eighth day, on time. Uh, I always joke that I was named on my baptism day, so I was happy I was a Lutheran. Otherwise, I'd still be 30 and I didn't have a name. You know, that could be a problem. But, you know, he, he was circumcised on the appropriate day, right on time. I'm a true Israelite. Uh, I am a true Hebrew of Hebrews, meaning he had the customs, the language, the culture, the talk. He knew it all. He was just really appropriate and standard. He was a good guy. And he, he said, uh, I was a Pharisee. The Pharisees, one of only 3,000 people were Pharisees. I followed all the rules. I was diligent in persecuting Christians. And I, by man's rules alone, I was perfect. If anyone could trust in self, it was me. And you will never do better than me. Let's compare. But I tell you before God, it didn't mean anything. It did not make it. It did not give me a right relationship with God. God didn't look at me and say, we're good, right? We're good. No. Brothers and sisters, let's be careful that we don't try to add to the gospel. Um, don't think I need to help God to do something that He hasn't done in my life. God does not need our help. It's so easy to change the gospel into what is not gospel. It starts with a desire to draw close to God. And uh, we all have these things, and, and I, I want them, and you want them. Okay, So we do the things that are appropriate, the good attitudes, the behaviors, the customs. What do we do? Christians, when I was talking about who Christians are in Taiwan, I say Christians are people that worship. They are people that read the Bible. They are people that pray. They are people in fellowship. They are people that help others. They, they share this with others. All these things, they're designed to center us and cause us to come and see God and have a relationship with God. Those are all good things. When do they become bad? Well, it becomes bad when Phil gets up there and he goes, if he goes, well, you know, uh, you have to read the Bible for an hour a day, every day, every day. You know, I'm just happy when some of my people would read a verse a day, you know, just get them in it. But an hour a day, and it comes when Pastor Nick, he has to get up. I, I picked on him over there, so I'll pick on him again. Okay, okay, and he's got to get up at four in the morning so he can pray for an hour or two hours. And, and you know, we start adding in all these things, and we get all our rules and regulations, and it becomes a burden because we think this is somehow helping. Those are good things we're doing. But when they become something else, the gospel disappears. Jeff Sandus in his book, Say Grace, uh, this was, he was a student when I was a dean of students at Hillcrest. Um, he's in heaven right now. I miss brother, brother Jeff. But he says, we take the gospel and we make it not gospel. Uh, becomes, the gospel becomes a loan. God, you did this for me, so I'm going to pay you back. No, the gospel's free. It becomes something like a, a burden. Uh, uh, and, and no, 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 don't do that. It is not that. It, we don't want to get to where we are boasting in the Lord. 
Uh, we are, or excuse me, boasting in self. We are boasting in the Lord. See, God, how much you must love me. I'm important. If this becomes your life, you will lose your peace and your joy and your confidence. That is not what it is about. We do not, and for sure should not, trust ourselves. That is not what it's about. Let's boast in Jesus. Let's brag on Jesus. So you get to verses 7 to 11, and you see the difference here. The opposite of I deserve to be here is I am thankful that another helped me to be here. I'm thankful for what was done so I could be here. The work that was done so I could be blessed. And we see people who do this, and hopefully they do it with a truly humble heart and a, and a joyful heart. Uh, people uh, receiving praise and thanking another. Uh, how many of you watch, you know, you watch those shows where they give the awards for country music or, or, or acting or things like that? In Taiwan, it was the Golden Melody Award kind of golden globe kind of thing. Thank you, Dolores. She's helping me back over there. Sometimes I kind of freeze up in other languages. And we got to go one night because our friend who was a Hakka singer, Christian Hakka singer, was one of the five that was uh, in the finalists for this um, uh, song of the year kind of thing. And it was really fun. Uh, Two-thirds of what went on that night, I had no idea what they were singing about because it was, it was Taiwanese and Aboriginal and, and all kinds, of, and it just goes so fast. But it was, the, the whole atmosphere was cool. And there they are, and they, they get the ward, and they get up, and they go, you know, it's really not me. It is about another that helped me to be here. And they start listing off parents. Thank you for parents. And thank you for my family who put up with me. And these ones that are back here that really helped me uh, to be here today, and I'm just thankful, and I thank God, you know, that we have a lot of people, they thank God, and I think most of them are, are pretty uh, sincere about it, but their idea is, it's not me, it's not me, it's not only what I did, but it is what um, others did so that I could be here. We're thankful. Paul does this, he brags about Christ. He says, first of all, all I did had no value. All I did had no value. I throw it away. I throw it away as if I threw uh, it in the garbage or threw it to the dogs, the little dogs. Uh, whenever you see little dogs, they're not the cute, the cute little dogs. I don't know if you have them here, but we have people in Taiwan, they dress up their little dogs in these little outfits, and they carry them through the parks. Oh, how cute. The dog needs to walk. Okay, I'll just tell you. They're, they're just cute. They're, they're not those little dogs at all. These are the dirty, sickly, bothersome kind of dogs, the ones that you don't want around. He says, I, I, it, what I have is so not valuable. Is that good English? Okay. It, it, it's just not good, so I'm going to throw it away. Give it to them. They have no value, so I cast it away. But I will instead boast in Christ and what he did for me. I will boast in his work, in his love, in his grace, in his mercy. Jesus, the Son of God who came to earth and became a man, true humility. If you look at Philippians chapter 2 about Jesus coming to earth, this is the holy Son of the God, God who cannot be among sin, who cannot see sin. He came and lived among sinful people and put up with us for 33 years. Every day living among sinful people. And on top of it, he carried those sins and he went on the cross so that we could be forgiven. 
The power of redemption. After three days, he rose from the dead. The power of eternal life. There is no greater love than to give up your life for another. In Taiwan, there is a, uh, in Shinju City, by the railroad track, there's a statue of a military guy. And why was it there? And I found out the story. He rescued some children who were on the track and the train was coming and he pushed them out of the way and the train hit him. No greater love than to give up your life. No greater relationship than to have a right relationship with God. When God calls you his child, I was thinking, he does, God does not have grandchildren. He says son and daughter. That's it. Remember a gentleman that came to Jesus in the hospital? Um, he, he came to Jesus on Sunday, and he went to heaven on Friday. But it was one of those few times that I, I, uh, we were sharing, I was sharing, and I actually looked at him and said, do you, do you want to believe in Jesus? The first time. Usually you don't push it. But it, it was, it was, I, was, I felt compelled to do it that day, and it was serious enough. And I asked him, and he said yes. So we explained the gospel, and he prayed, and we talked about it. And I used 1 John 1, 6, or John 1, 16, and said, you, are, you have the privilege to be called a son of God. You are a son of God. Oh, his smile. No greater love. Paul here, he boasted, and he said, this is so valuable to boast of Christ, to be Jesus' disciple. And even if I have to suffer, I don't care. Because I want what Jesus has to offer. Brothers and sisters, may we boast in Christ and in Christ alone. I was thinking on the other side, but if I get going, you never get out. And we had to get out over there. But you guys, if your roast burns, I'm sorry. Okay, Christ alone, in Christ alone is a song. Man. Boast in Him. Our actions, our behaviors, even our faith, don't give us a right relationship with God that we're seeking. It's not me. It's the one I trust that gives it to me. This is why we say that, now you got them in the right order. That's okay. You got, you got them mixed up. Okay. Valued, loved, and forgiven because of Jesus. I love that. The message of the gospel in Jesus Christ is his life and his death and his resurrection. That is what gives us the hope that we need. These are the things we proclaim. Every time we proclaim the Apostles' Creed in Taiwan, we do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. This is what I believe, and I would talk with our people uh, as I was leading them. i go, the first part, I believe in God the Father. That's where we came from. And in Jesus Christ, that's how we got saved. And in the Holy Spirit, that's the one who leads us into the church where we get all these blessings that are here every, every week. Okay, <clears throat> but the problem is some, they, they just don't really want to trust in Jesus because they put all their time and energy and ability and money and, and all this stuff in there, and they're just not ready to say, I'm, I'm not good enough. Not ready to come humbly and say, I need Jesus. But we need Jesus. We need Jesus. We need Jesus. Uh, I had a professor in college who said, if I say it three times, it's on the test, by the way. He, he, he didn't like tests, so he just told you what was there. We need Jesus. Only Jesus. Boast of Jesus. That is where we have the right relationship with God. And then, with that, we walk with Him. That's the last part of the relationship, we humbly walk with God, verses 12 to 14. Here's Paul, and he's saying, uh, humbly walk with God until you reach heaven. It's not time to talk about being finished. We're not done yet. 
My mother, when she was 90, uh, actually 91 and heading into 92, and she'd go, why am I still here? She'd talk to God and say, you know, do you forgive me? Because uh, my, um, you know, my sisters are all up in heaven, and uh, my, fa- my, uh, my husband's family except Aunt Ruthie, they're in heaven, and all my friends are in heaven. Okay, but I said, you got something to do, Ma. There, and she was a great prayer warrior, and I just loved, loved her for that. And so I said, yeah, if you, it'll, it'll come, but it's not today. Not today. Uh, you can't, yeah, the thing is, yeah, if, as we walk here, you can't brag on what you haven't completed yet. That's the other right? Yeah, so be humble and walk with the Lord. People might say, I have an idea. I have a tremendous idea. I have a friend, he is an inventor. I mean, he, he invents stuff that goes in phones like you have, chips and things like that. You know, he's really smart. He'd tell me a problem. I have this problem and that we're solving, and he'd talk about it. In, of course, in, even if it was in, in English, I'd have trouble. Uh, but he does it in Chinese. I go, oh, okay, I got the idea. Lord, help Enzong, his name was, English name was Oliver, to solve his problem. That's my prayer, because I have no idea what he's talking about. But it's like, okay, I have this idea. I have this thing. Show me in your hand. If it's not in my hand, you can't brag about it. <laughs> okay? You like sports. Okay? And you're, you're, that's, that's a cool thing. But when you have that trophy, okay, that's cool. That, now, you've, now you've made it. Now you've made it. Show me. If it's not completed, show me. I think that's why we like, uh, we like trophies. That's a new one. I'll have to write it in. Diplomas. We like certificates. We like to hang it up there and say, see, I made it. I'm successful. A friend of mine was in uh, real estate like Heidi, and he got some awards for selling things, and he'd just shove them in his desk, and every time he'd go out someplace, uh, they'd hang them back on the wall <laughs> for him. He didn't want people to know, but that was his success that was up there. We want the praise of men. We almost crave it. There's a song, an old uh, country song. If you, uh, you knew, there was a story about the, the preacher, and he was overseas, and he had been there a long time, and he won a lot of souls for Jesus, and he was taking the boat back home. Taking the boat back home, and on the boat, uh, there was this famous person that was on the boat. When they got to the harbor, everybody was there waiting for the famous person. They carried him off, and they celebrated. Nobody was there for the preacher. Nobody. And he looked up and he goes, uh, did you forget something? <laughs> this is, did you forget something? And he said, no, I didn't forget anything. You're not home yet. Uh, one day there will be praise, but the praise is not here and it's not that time. In my other message that I have been sharing thanking churches, I say, even when it comes, we will say, I'm just an unworthy servant. I, I, this is, I should have done it anyway. But the time is not yet to hear that. One day there will be, but it's not here yet. Paul saw this, and he saw this, and he looked, and he said, it's not time to brag on myself. He said, I'm not perfect. I still have problems. In fact, if you look at Romans where he says, that which I want to do, I don't do. That which I don't want to do, I do. Oh, help me. <laughs> There's a struggle of the old and the new nature. We will have it until we leave this earth. Um, he said, uh, I'm not perfect. I haven't entered heaven's gate. I look ahead. I don't look back. I don't look back. In, in Hakka, we, we would do exercises with the old people. I did a lot of old people. And they would go uh, like this. So you've got to get the word, Wang zi bei ho nu li mian qian. Okay, it's a, forget the past. It doesn't rhyme. Forget the past. Go to the fret. The, the, the present, the forward. Okay. Wow. We're not here yet. I'm going that way. 
I'm trying to grasp onto what Christ has given to me. He grabbed my hand. Now I'm grabbing his hand. Yeah, parents, when you take your kids when they're younger and you're walking on the street, right, and you grab their little, their little grubby little hand because you, you don't want them to get hurt, but they, they also look for you and they grab that hand. Okay, cool thing. Paul says, I am not there yet. I am going that way. There is an eternal promise in front of me. It is heaven, and I want to faithfully walk with him until the end. Uh, my father, when he was older, um, uh, you don't know him, uh, he had a grocery store. He could do ciphering. That's a fancy word for math. He could do ciphering, and he didn't need a calculator. He could do it all. Well, he was old, and, and he, couldn't, he was trying to help mom with some uh, taxes stuff, and, and he just couldn't do it. He was starting to get a little confused. He said, I'm not worth anything. I said, oh, I heard it. I just cringed. Uh, people that get like that, then they, they don't live very long because they figure I'm worthless. I said, Dad, you, you are not. You, you, uh, you cared for me and raised me, and then in store you taught me how to, how to, to be responsible and, and good things. Show me how to be faithful to the end. That's what he did. Brothers and sisters, we're on the road to heaven. We walk this road to heaven by faith. Trusting in Jesus. It's a straight road. It's a narrow road. It's, it's a road that we learn what is the will of God. That's not to kind of whack us. We, we, sometimes if you, if, if you think of God and I think of God, sometimes we look and we go, he's like the doctor. I don't like doctors. Any doctors here? Excuse me. Any doctors? Nurses? Nurses? Okay, nurses. Uh, I think it's really doctors, but, but, but you know, what happens to anything you like, they say, that'll kill you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's my view. That'll kill you. But doctors, it's like that. that. But we think everything that God wants is a killjoy. It's, it's, it's no fun. But it's all good for us. It helps us to be safer. It helps us to have joy and love and protects us and gives us blessing. That's what it is. So we want to walk with God on this road to heaven. And the promise is ahead of us. It's eternal life. It's heaven's door. We're not perfect. But one day we will be perfect, but not yet. In this relationship with God, this right relationship with God, we have an eternal home ahead of us. We see many road signs along the way. I like to view it this way. This is my view. I don't know, you know, you'll have to, don't, don't talk to Pastor Bo. Okay. Uh, the, the road signs are in our lives. Um, believing. Baptism. Now, I, I, um, I was uh, born in the Lutheran church, so I was baptized and then came to understand what it is to look only to Jesus and say, you did that for me? You accepted me when I couldn't do anything? That's the joy of infant baptism is before you can do anything, God says, I want you. And we look and go later and go, okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so you got believing, you got baptism, you might have confirmation, you might have special experiences, special times of prayer, times of wholehearted devotion. You got these road signs all along the way, but you know the one I'm looking for is the one that says heaven. Right there. That's the last one. Heaven. Look ahead. We walk hand in hand with Jesus. He grasps our hand, and we're going to enter heaven. We started holding his hand in the right relationship with him where he says, we're good, right? We're good. And we go, thank you. I'm good. Please don't become casual about this relationship. 
forgetting it's all about Jesus and changing from trusting Jesus to trusting yourself. As if I have to do something. It's all Jesus. If you read Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, that's where all the famous guys are. And they talk about those famous men of faith and what they did and how they did it and how they survived and how they endured. And it says, and they never, they never got on earth what they were looking for. Their goal was there. Their goal was there. And they could have turned back any time they wanted and gone back home to their people, their religion, their country, their people. Anytime. But they didn't. They looked ahead because they wanted what God and God alone could offer. And they all received the promise. And that's where we are heading to heaven. And we're going together on this road. That's the joy of fellowship. You encouraging me and me encouraging you. And when you have a bad day, I encourage you. And when I have a bad day, and preachers have bad days. Preachers never quit on Monday. I'll just tell you, remember that? You never quit on Monday. Because what happens on Sunday is right before you leave, somebody said, that was a good deal, Pastor, but this. <laughs> and then your heart goes, Pfft. okay, you never quit on Monday. You, you, have, you have good days and bad days. We love each other. We care for each other. We, we hurt and we get encouraged and we encourage others. It's, we're on this road to heaven. And we're bragging about Jesus all the way. Paul's story is this. It's all about Jesus. There's nothing about Paul. It's, yeah, yeah he's a good example. He, his life, his work, his importance, his service, his theology. You know, a lot, but a lot of the epistles, most of those were Paul. And, and yet it's, it's about Jesus. Paul said, remember Jesus. So it is with us. It's not how many years we walk with Jesus. It's not how many people we led to the Lord or we talked to last week. Though I had fun. My wife said the couple we talked to last week, they were in church today. She saw it. That's why, that's why I married her. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking about other stuff, and she's going, ah! She told me that on the way over. My heart went, thank you, Jesus. But that's not what it's about. It's about walking with Jesus, following him. Not about my faith. It's about Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, his promises, his grace, his mercy, his love. And all we can say is, because of Jesus, I have a right relationship with God. We're good. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You're valued, you're loved, you're forgiven in Jesus. Our church heritage stressed a relationship with God. It still does. Uh, I think in the Church of Lutheran Brethren, we're a healthy little, we're a healthy little group. We have our good niche because we want what we believe to be lived out every day. Those old saints, you might have thought they were a little, little, um, little bit stern. Like the old days in, in Taiwan, one of the things about serving there was the idea that uh, the people go, when they were around what Dolores and I did, they go, uh, Christians are happier people. They're happy people because a lot of them, they just saw the old Christians, they were fasting, were fasting and praying, you know. They didn't smile. <laughs> they, they had a tough life. They were refugees. In, in the early days in Taiwan. And so uh, th this idea, you know, let's, th th we were happy. But okay, these, these old guys, back, excuse me, I fell in the ditch. Uh, go back. They, these older guys, they would come up to you and they'd look at you and go, how is it with you and God? That was their question. How is it with you and the Lord? Meaning, are, do, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? Do you trust him? That was a great question. I remember watching a guy up, up, up in northern Minnesota look at my little son and, and asked him that question. 
He was a little, little guy. And it was a great question. How are you doing? Do you have peace with God? Do you have a relationship with God? How is it going? You know, if you um, need to know Jesus today, you can do that. You can look to him and say, I need you. And there are a lot of people here that can talk with you and pray with you and enjoy that with you. If you need Jesus today, know you can do that and you can join us on the road to heaven. And if you know you're okay, you're good. <laughs> we know that when I say you're good, it means you are trusting Jesus and you are in relationship with Jesus. If you know that you are that, thank him, praise him, look to heaven with me, with us, we're walking that road. Oh, and by the way, bring a friend along. <laughs> Invite somebody. Uh, classmate, uh, colleague, neighbor, family member. May we in all of our life and our calling and our ministries bring friends along. And one day in heaven, we will boast. We will boast of Jesus. We will boast how Jesus got us to heaven. Give me Jesus. Nope, got to go, Lord. Give me, uh, my throat's gone today. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world. You can have all this world. You can have all this world. But give me Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus who saves us, gives us life, eternal life, and heaven before us. Oh, I praise you for that. If there is anyone here today who does not have that uh, confidence because their faith is directed in you, will you lead them to have that today. For those of us who do, we just thank you with all our hearts and ask you in this week ahead that you will remind us that, that is what, that's what makes it, that's what it's about. We can relax and walk with you and you will also use us to share it with others. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.